Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 130. We're climbing. I'm in the booth with my brothers, Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the body, Regina. Michael's smiling away today, which is a, a beautiful thing, right? We're talking about lifestyle design at some point today. Okay. But before we do that, we like to go back and forth and catch up. So what has been going on I mean, with that uh, that mug well, and that sticker right there? Claudio gave me a little mug. I like that. Which uh, it, it, I can borrow. I'm just drinking water. Had my Red Bull. Kind of looks like you, actually. Pull Does it? it? The screen? Same yeah. build. Yeah, same build. Although same. I'm, I have a bigger <laughs> chest. You know? Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get started, though, I do have to say... There's two two uh two pieces of very good information I want to share. Okay. So and you'll love this. I was at a holiday party, right? CV, you'll like this one too. I walk in, I get introduced. There was this um she's a young lady, probably our age, right? Thirties, uh, married, her husband was there. Um, very nice. She goes, Oh my God, it's so nice to meet you. Like, I'm really familiar with your podcast. Oh, and I'm like, that's incredible. Like how are you? Nice to meet you. You know, we start chopping it up. She was like, no, listen, I just appreciate what you guys do. And I really love, you know, the message that you guys put out. So I said, thanks so much. Five minutes later, older lady, probably in her 60s and 60s or 70s, I guess, comes out and she's like, aren't you the guy that I met at the bar? Oh, my God. <laughs> so I lo- I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. The young, the younger one is like, that's my mom. Oh, so <laughs> so I met the mom when I was at uh, Augie's, Augie's uh, Prime yeah. up by me. Right, they have a great happy hour, and I end up like chopping it up with this woman. Um, nothing about the podcast whatsoever, right? So the mom comes in and she's like, "Don't I know you from the bar?" And then the the daughter was like, "Oh my god, I love your podcast!" So it just goes to show the balance of life that I have. Dude, uh, you are, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I I figured it out. You are so recognizable. Like, you, no offense, you're hard to forget. Like your whole presence, right? You're probably wearing a mink coat or something. You got a big beard, earrings. Like, there's very few people in life that I walk around. And I'm like, oh, that looks like Dave. But when it does, I like text you a picture, right? Yes, yes. Whereas it's usually a bear or some sort of a lion or something. Whereas me, Mr. BC, business casual, I could be mistaken for a lot of people, right? <laughs> so I mean, cool. That's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So funny. And did then, they mention me at all? Well, yeah, no? well they said did your. You po- they favorite? said the podcast. They did said, they and me? they said you guys. Did you so mention my name? Did say that? They didn't say Mike. They didn't say Mike. They didn't say Mike. But they didn't say Dave either. Did you say I'm so impressed with his benching? She didn't yeah, mention. No, she didn't say the body. But listen, listen. Maybe because her husband was there, she didn't want to be offensive to him. You're right. You know what I'm saying? And then shout out. Matty Reg. Yes, and saw. soon to be Gianna Reg. Wow. Right? My brother um got engaged. I guess uh when this comes out, it would be what, two weeks ago? Um, uh, but what a beautiful thing. So funny story. We went down to uh, the Diamond District, down to my jeweler. Um, it's next to my mint guy, by the way. Is Mike, it really? just so you know. <laughs> same, is it the yeah. same guy? <laughs> same, no, no, not the same guy. Um when you walk in, do they love it? They're like, Oh, this is the guy. He's here. He's getting the minks. <laughs> Anybody got the gator shoes? <laughs> um, no, so we go down there and Matt knows absolutely nothing about diamonds, but forget diamonds. He knows nothing about like negotiation. Yeah. Right? 
And me. Well, th- well, that I mean, diamonds and negotiation together, that's so foreign. Right. But I mean, you remember how it was. It's an overwhelming experience. It's a but lot. like me, I kind of like it. So like I've been multiple times with like multiple um, of my guys that, yeah. you know, want to get engaged. We go down to my guy, get uh, at least the best deal that I feel comfortable with because he's been in the family for so long. Like yes. my, my family's been doing business with this guy. It's for, a way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 25, 30 years. Um, so I usually get, you know, what I feel is a, is a good deal. At the end of the day, I mean, diamonds are not an investment like people say they are, but you want a nice piece to represent the, you know, the marriage that you're going to have. And you want something that obviously your to be wife can be very proud of. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So we go there and basically <laughs> the guy says, well, listen, what's, you know, what, what's the budget or whatever. So we'll just throw random numbers out. Say we say 10 to 15. Right. And what dollars? No, ten to fifteen thousand, right? And I'm just I'm just using ballpark. Yeah. Right? I, I don't no. think we throw numbers out. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just saying. Say it was ten to fifteen that we use. No, we, I know, but I'm saying did... using even numbers is well, difficult. You, no, but because I'm going to give you the reference of how right. bad of a negotiator Matt is. Got it. Okay. Right. So basically, for example, say we say yeah, the budget is ten to fifteen. Mind you, though, he already knows us. Yeah. So like we 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 don't feel like we're going to get screwed over. Yeah. Right. So we say ten to fifteen. He goes great. Um, you know, I could really work with that, blah, blah, blah. My brother goes, but actually, like, I can get, like, I could squeeze, like, 18 out of this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, throw He negotiated the, Yeah, up. he negotiated up. And then the guy was like, you're lucky I know you guys. Yeah. Because I would go right to that bigger number. Yeah. So, just a tip if you're uh, negotiating. Don't do that. Don't go with Matt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no. And then, to so he held that on for, I guess, two months. Because he did that back in November, the beginning of November. And oh, so about a month. I You're guess. really blowing up his spot right now. What if he was talking to Johnny? He was like, listen, like I had it for a year. I've been waiting for the. Right oh, day. maybe, maybe. But I, he was telling me, he's like, yo, she got no faith in me. She has no faith in me. So she was going to be blown away. So he ends up holding it um, for over a month. Stressful. They go to a, right. That's what From I'm when you get the ring until when you propose, <laughs> right. it's not so much the mental of like, I'm going to propose. It's like, I don't want to lose this. Thing, right. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, so then he goes to Aruba and my man is smooth. So smooth. Hires a photographer Smart. to hide in the bushes. Smart. Right? Has like a, a It looked a like a sunset, TMZ picture. A sunset. Yeah, <laughs> it it was. It I was like, like a, wow. Like the sun setting in the background. But my man had the most elite uh, one kneel pose I've nice. ever seen in my life. Yeah. In the sand, too. In the Not sand. Not easy. I mean, the angle of this thing was like, I'm going to, I'll send you a picture, CV, so you could put it up. But the angle of the knee to the, you know. It was Good just, extension. Oh, Good beautiful. Extension. But when I spoke to Gianna about it. I said, you know, how do you think he was so good at that? Cause like, do you think he practiced? And she said that he was willing to crease his sneakers. So he uh, w- he he went back like further than like he would. Tip- yes, if uh, if he was wearing sneakers that he didn't want to crease. Got it. And that's what made it just look like like a boomerang. It was just so nice. I don't think I can get in that position. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was on a stair when I proposed, so like I think that helped with my knee situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out Matt Reg. Right? He looks more and more like you. Does he? I hate to, not that it's a bad thing, but <laughs> he's getting a little more burly. Right. Yeah. And when he was swinging on that rope, <laughs> and he so that goofy. form was so bad, and then he fell on his back. Yeah. He looked yeah. like a turtle that was like holding on and lost, and then just kind of like. Yeah. He's not. He's not very graceful, but neither am I. So maybe maybe that runs in the uh, the Reggie family. Yeah, Reggie family. You know? Good for him though. Yeah, Are man. you uh, first thing that came to your mind when you heard that he got engaged or was getting engaged? What did you jump to? Because I know what I jumped to. Um, about him, D- just in general thoughts that came through your head. Let's plan this wedding. Ha- but I don't Best know. Best man speech. I don't know. What? So, 
apparently, I don't want to get in their business, but they're like debating not really doing a big wedding. And I'm like, guys, if it's up to me, we're having a banger. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, we're doing this. You're, you're having... going to be the wedding planner <laughs> yes. for them. That's the first thing I thought was Dave's going to have a blast with this wedding. I mean, I hope we're having a wedding. I already started writing. We're, we're having a wedding. <laughs> I already started writing the speech. You got I'm, your list? I'm planning the music. Like, I, I don't know, guys. Hopefully, you guys, you know. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, they're debating like uh, making an investment of some sort versus getting the big, the big wedding. I yeah. say f the investment, go for the big wedding. Yeah, let's uh, yeah. have open bar and have a good time. Great segue, yes, and I won't get too serious here. But I watched a Dana White interview, yes, uh, with Grant Cardone, and he basically was like, "Listen, you want to make the most money possible to Grant? He's like, I want to make the most memories possible, have the most fun with my money. I don't want to go broke." But I'm not watching my my dimes like you are. <laughs> he was talking to Grant, which I thought was hilarious. Does he watch his dimes? Who? Grant? Grant? Yeah. Like, he invests everything. But he know? flies around in helicopters. That's what I was saying. It's yeah. like two people that are like have an embarrassment of riches being like, yeah. no, you save it. No. Yeah, yeah. And they're like both have jets. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of similar. And uh, yeah, similar. But he was talking about like yeah, the memories. So, to your point, I think you splurge. Yeah. Hopefully a once in a lifetime thing. Do it up. Some you'll talk about forever, and we can have a live no snooze uh, podcast podcast from the wedding. Well, you know? you're going to be in it, so I can be on the <laughs> sideline like red carpet style and Big. be like, "All right, Dave's making his move here. Let's see what this speech is all about." Quiet on the set, and then you start talking like, "Ooh, good comment, Dude, good comment." Yes, exactly. that did not hit. <laughs> exactly, that's awesome. Um, yeah, Very no, exciting times. It is. It is. Um, and then to completely switch over, right? We do have to shout out, um, and on a very serious note, uh, Beef Brody. And the entire yeah. Brody family, yeah, some uh, some tough news, man. You know, and again, another perspective shift. And this is just how life works. You know, you have so many things in your life that can be going really, really good, but you never know what somebody else is going through. So Beav uh, and his wife are a father of four, Tactical Baby Gear, one of the first companies that really um, embraced us as the No Snooze podcast. And they're a global large brand. Um, so it was, it was a really good experience. We got a podcast out with them. I forget the number, but go check it out. Uh, but anyway, one of Beav's daughters, I believe her name is Kendall. Um, she wasn't feeling good, and she had this, uh, this I guess, um, what turned out to be a mass on, on her stomach. But one morning, it was feeling a little hard, and um, it turns out that it's that it's cancerous. They don't have too many details on it, but she's a young girl. I mean, maybe she's 10 years old, yeah. uh, but just wanted to you know, definitely shout out the Brody family, um, our prayers and well wishes to you guys. And Kendall, we know you're going to pull through. Yeah. You know? Well said. Yeah, there's a lot of people, and we don't want to talk about everything going on, but lately there's been a lot going on with a lot of families and people we know, people we don't know. Uh, just keep in mind, if someone's having a bad day, try to give them the benefit of the doubt because yeah. everyone's going through a little something. That's a very good message right there. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to remind myself because sometimes you want to hop out of the car and say, why'd you run into me? Which is what happened to me recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you get, can you share a little? Did I not share that? No, I, mean, I forget what I share and I don't share. So it's the lamest story of all time because I was parking – and this person tried to cut me off on the right side as I'm trying to park to the right. Ugh. Right? So lame. It dented. You saw the dent? Like, I could probably punch a dent that big in my car. <laughs> it's just so inconvenient. Yes. Then I got the insurance people calling me for statements. And their, I'm telling Their a, insurance? Your insurance? My insurance, their insurance. But I talked just my insurance right. tip. My parents told me that. They're like, don't talk to the insurance. Just let your insurance handle it. But I'm telling a story like I'm on the stand for like a murder, right? I'm like, well, it was a balmy 54 degrees. I was going to pick up envelopes for my mailers. And uh, I'm turning in this thing and I don't even see the person. Like it was either it took me. I probably told a story in 35 minutes. Wow. And it was a, a two minute episode, right? So it is what it is. No one was injured. I almost snapped. 
because I was just, it was a long day. It was like six o'clock. I was like, I just need to pick these up and go home. And I caught myself. It was one of the few times I was able to. And I basically said, like, what are you doing? And then I felt like, you know, when you feel it. And then I was like, are you all right? Because I knew it wasn't my fault. So I'm like, uh, whatever, you're paying for this. Anyway, right. so I make sure you're healthy. And you have stickers all over the place that say Mike Pirelli Greenwich Real Estate all over the yeah, place. So they would have easily yeah. found you. you know? 100%. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, that was just a little thing that happened. Oh, not a big thing. So but I'm, I'm starting to roll with the punches a little more. You know, like my uh, my little selfie stick thing, the gimbal I have, the button just randomly wasn't there yesterday. So I'm like bruising my thumb trying Why to. Why wasn't there? It just disappeared. Or? No idea. I don't know where it went. What what, what does that mean? It just wasn't on the the thing where the, it should be. The button is gone. Button like, was gone. Confused. You gotta so explain. I, I looked at my jacket. Right there's like um, oh, so the button fell off into your jacket. There's like a joystick. Okay. Right. No, I don't know where it is. It wasn't my jacket. So, in the past, I would get irritated and be like, I'm not doing it. Whereas now, I'm like, I guess I, I'm rocking with this thing without a button. How know? does it work, though? It has a button. It has the joystick, but not the button on top, so it hurts your thumb. Gotcha. You know? So, if you ever had, like, this is a great throwback. You ever play PlayStation? Yes. And one of the handles is all screwed up, yes. the joystick? Oh, yeah. And you just, like, cut your thumb up because <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah. getting a new. That's what I was doing. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, just a lot of family stuff. We did ravioli day. With the in-laws, tremendous day. They they really inspired me because they're the types, which it cracks me up. It used to be the first time we ever did it. I don't know if I've told on this, but I have. if I have, you're listening again. That's right. First time I had like a holiday with Dana and her family. Dana's like, oh, we have this <laughs> we have this tradition where we make raviolis. Like my, my dad's great-grandfather or whatever was a chef, and he's got all this equipment, and we make raviolis from scratch, and we have them on Christmas. And it's like something that we bring and something we do together. Great. Like, I, I would love to do that. I love to cook. Like, it'll be a lot of fun. We show up. It's me, Dana, and Joe Salvo. Sue was not there. The two brothers, Chris and, uh, and uh, Billy, Brother Bill, nowhere to be found. So I was like, I thought this was like a family tradition. And keep in mind, I don't know Joe that well yet. Yeah. So it's kind of, well, he's the most easy person to hang with. He's right. very laid back. But at the same time, I'm like. You're meeting him. Yeah, I'm yeah. meeting him like one of the first times. Right. not like way in the beginning. Yep. So I'm like, all right, I guess we're making ravioli. So like, <laughs> um, we're talking bullshit and part of my French. Dan's like, all right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She goes and get her, her hair done. Because it was like the only time she get her hair done. So it's just me and Joe Salvo making 400, 500 raviolis <laughs> one-on-one. That's good. We finish and we go sit down and he's like, uh, you want to have a beer? And we just had beers and <laughs> and then everyone trickled in that was supposed to be there. Like, oh, you guys made the raviolis. Good work. I was like, yeah, great tradition. <laughs> yeah, good tradition this is. So the reason I tell that is now uh, I had an open house and then I had to run straight to the uh, ravioli day. My mom came. Uh, a bunch of cousins were the there. Enforcers. There was so many people. I didn't make one ravioli this year. There you year. go. So Full circle. It was just, but point being is they've really inspired me, among other things, of like, yes, it's going to be more stressful. It's going to be chaos. But the more the merrier. Yep. Like when you can and you have the means to, I'm not saying go broke throwing events, but like there's no downside in having more people. Yes, sometimes you like things to be more intimate, but I really like their kind of laid back approaches. Like, yeah, come on over. Come on over. We'll figure it out. I like you it. You know? But it was fun. I, I I said last episode I don't like chaos. When I'm not doing something business oriented, I like a little chaos. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like events yep. where you don't know what's going on. You're like, Just who are these? Bring people? it all in. Yeah. Yep. That's fun. Yes. So I agree. That coupled with I've gotten obsessed with so we'll talk about this later. 
but my core stuff that I'm focusing on this year, we've talked about bringing a little more passion back into life. And one of those things that I went really on the efficiency side, but I feel like now that Livy's getting older and enjoying cooking with me, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed the process of cooking again yep. uh, within reason. I can't get too carried away and try to make like, you know, tacos from scratch like I've done in the past. But I'm finding that I think it's something that I really want to dive back into because it was an element of um, it's a nice gesture to show people when they come over. It's a nice thing to do with people if you can be organized. Like if you can do it the right way and be able to handle a combo and be cooking, there's an element of like you watching me do this and then you jump in and it's it's, can be very social when Mm -hmm. done correctly, right? Versus if you're like trying to fry stuff and you're like, it's still over there. Yes. But there's a level of, I think, preparation that has to come with it to do it properly. So I'm slowly realizing that if you can keep things simple with what you prepare and you prepare and you prepare a little more on the front end and maybe do like a test run of like, I made this before. And this is how we'll do it so I can make it with friends friends and family. Um, that's something that like I want to incorporate more in my life and I want to do more often. And my brother, shout out Frank, shout out Frankie P. He was right on this one. He loves this chef that we talk about all the time that I recently dove in. And this guy, literally, I could watch him glue something together. Like he talk the way he talks. There's you you have anyone in your life where you're like, I would watch them do anything. They're so entertaining. Yes. Yep. He's one of those people. And the way he's so passionate and he talks to you, it sounds like he's like you're in his kitchen watching him cook. That's a skill, yeah. So I watched him do the seven fishes, watched him make a steak. Oof. He makes like a peppercorn steak and the way he talks about it, it's like, mm. oh, this nothing better. And like, a little salt, This I'll eat it just right off the board. Right off the board. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sh- – you don't get fan. Just right off the board, right? Right. Yeah. So like his oh, – Really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. See, now we're getting him involved. <laughs> So um, my, one of my favorite things when my, when, uh, my family does little barbecues and things like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing, and it started off by my father being like, oh, come be the helper. Yeah. have to yeah. go kind of, that's kind of how you learn how to grill and whatever. Yeah. So I'd be next to him. And when you cook with my father, you always get like the, the on the board kind of yes. food. Which are the best. So when he's making steak, right, for the family to eat, you know, lunch or dinner or whatever. There's always like side pocket. There's yeah. always like the the ends, right? Yes. That cook first. Yeah. And those ends, he'll put on a board, cut them up. Oh, this is the pika pika. We call it the pika pika, and it's just to taste it, to mm. taste how it goes. Pika pika. I'm gonna start taking. I one. could eat the entire thing pika-pika. that way versus yeah. then going and sitting on the table yeah. and having all these other sides. So long story short, that's kind of like a tradition now. So yeah. even when I like cook outside or do something like that, and people know. The ones that know, know. Yeah, they and they'll know. come like hanging That's, out around yeah, you. Of course. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you'll yeah. have the board out there, yeah. get the meat out, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, one of my favorite stories. So the way that that evoked a memory with his dad, right? Like that's something that I'm getting really in tune with now because when you work like weekends and stuff, you get highly like sensitive and guilty about, and you know, like when you have to do something off hours and you know that every time you do something, you're away from your kids, yeah. you get very sensitive. Like I want to make these memories and like these traditions and kind of these things that they remember that they get like, he got so fired up about that. Mm-hmm. And I, for whatever reason, get so fired up about those memories too, of like cooking and eating and like, you know, how many times have we had steak with Mo like late oh, night yeah. or you've cooked something up on the grill, like late night, yep. that element is something that I've incorporated into my business and like have a whole brand around. And I'm like, I'm doing myself a disservice. I'm not doing more as cooking it because there's a gesture that comes with cooking things. Yes. That is time, uh, pat. Like it, when people say they cook things with love, it's a transfer of love 
when you make me a steak, Dave, and I bite into that steak and I love it, it's yeah. like we just like hugged and kissed. Yes. Right? Yeah. Would you disagree? No, I agree 100%. And also, even now, you know, with um, with, with Callie, right? Same type of thing. Like, um, the other night, actually, I just posted, you know, yeah. we have we have steak night all, yeah. well, pretty much every night. Which is very cute. You know, we do, we do steak night yeah. a lot. But she loves it, and she gets excited. Like, even now, it's cold outside, but I love to grill my steaks. Yes. Right? I just yeah. love it. Um, So, you know, we put our jackets on, and I hold her, and we cook it. She yeah. still is a little scarred because she thinks that the oil is going to jump up into her face like it did that one time. So she, like, stands back, and she's like, ooh, Dali. <laughs> oil! Um, <laughs> but now I even talk to her, you know, while, while we're cooking, and I'll, I'll you know, I'll be like, it's cold. I know it's cold, but who makes the best the best steaks? Who yeah, makes yeah, it? She's yeah. like, Dally. Yeah. Dally does. Dally yeah. does. Um, so she go, she'll go to her grandparents' house and be like, I had the best steak with Dally. So yeah. it's it's fun. It is fun. So I understand exactly what you're saying. So that's like a whole thing that I'm thinking about now, getting obsessed with the uh, chef. I love the concept of entertaining. I've fell short in the past. Like We've done it, but I haven't been as organized as I want to be. And part of the thing that I'm trying to do for the new year is like the focus. So I'm going to try when I do host – Focus on like some main things that I can execute, like a chef. I'm not a chef. The hostess with the focus, if you the will. The hostess with the focus. I like but that. Kind of create the this house. I'm committing to like keeping for a while, right? As far as living in. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, like yes, maybe the kitchen's not going to be ready for a little while because that's going to be a big rental. But you could still host. You just have to be smart about how you do it, right? It's a beautiful kitchen, yeah. Hundred percent. But I'm getting more in tune with like use what you got. And then the pizza oven, which is the goal and the lifestyle and what I'm working towards, will come. Right. right? Like to get a pizza fire going, have people over a nice crispy spring night mm -hmm. and just start throwing steaks in like you're trying to kill every cow in the world. Yep. Yep. That'll come. Right. But you got to work your way up to that. Maybe yes. I start making steaks in the oven on a, a cast iron. Right. That's delicious, too. So it's like I've been to one extreme yep. a lot of time and now finding kind of that balance within it. And then keep sticking to like a routine of, you know, maybe I don't cook seven nights a week. Maybe most is meal prep. And then once or twice a week on the weekends, Friday nights, you you make an effort to make something. And you can make the same thing every week so that you get good at that one thing. And then it becomes kind of a tool in the tool belt. That's kind of what I'm thinking through. I love that. You know, yeah. which is kind of dumb because, but it's, it's something that is a lifestyle. That's not dumb. And- Here's the business part of it. Like, I do want to do wines days and stuff, but like, I'd love to make a steak and then pair the wine with the mm -hmm. steak, but not have to pay $80 to go pick one up from like, right. a, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, absolutely. something I'm thinking about. All the steak talk is making me, making me really hungry now. Are you hungry? Um, Dude, I'm when's the last time you had like a steak? I'm not, you make nice steaks, but like a sit down, like a monster T bone. Or like last night. Hold on, let me scroll. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on uh, wait, let me show Or like you. a. Um, do you know what a black and blue steak is, by the way? Well, so look, this was. This so, is called Steak Talk, is this the good? new segment. Look, look, look. That looks pretty good. Is this a good one? If, if, if my steak is not the size of the plate, I don't want it. Right? So if you're on YouTube, there you go. My little uh, my little steak from. Um, oh, this was Monday night. So, so something incredible about this guy, he like insults you. He, he, he walked through a grocery store. And he got physically mad about things that were like processed. He's like, "Why would you buy hummus? Why?" And I literally just bought hummus. Yeah, hummus. Is Why good, would you man. buy hummus? Chickpeas in a blender, done. Why would you buy hummus? He's like <laughs> yelling at you. He's like the the taste of a fresh, unparalleled love. love. Wow! <laughs> and he like yells at you, and you're like, "I guess I'm not buying hummus anymore." <laughs> right, <you know? laughs> That's good. Um, no, all right. So let's uh, let's talk uh, lifestyle design, food. Because right? uh, yeah, really. I mean, now now I'm hungry, but I guess. 
You can either go for the steak right now or you can go for the protein shake. CV, talk to him. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. All right, Mikey. So listen, I want to talk about the, I guess, importance and the thought process behind what I guess we would call lifestyle design. Mm -hmm. Why is it that every single thing in our lives, right? I mean, whether it's a new business that gets built, whether it's a building that goes up, a home, um, if you're in fashion, any industry, cars, planes, it doesn't matter. There's a significant amount of time that goes into what's called the design phase. Yeah. Right? A hundred percent fast. See where you're going. You see where I'm going? This guy. Um, And we're not taught to do that for our lives. But meanwhile, it's the most important thing that we have is the time that we spend in this society, right? This may be conspiracy, but I don't think they, in the words of DJ Khaled, my guy, yep. one of the best marketers in the world. Yes, oh, absolutely. They don't want you to design. <laughs> they don't. I, I believe that. But I think design thinking is a, uh, you know, as a process and it's a mindset. But I also think like our school years, we're kind of taught almost a disservice because we're basically taught to be like rationalists. And, you know, everything should be done a a certain way and everything should be very specific and we have to have things figured out. And the more that I go through life, you know, as a 33-year-old, young, burly, good-looking, gray-haired – you need me to keep going? No, burly (laughs) burly is a great Uh, adjective. But but to my point, you know, I feel like the more we go through life and the more experiences we have – that's not the best way to think when you're trying to do something new, when you're trying to become like an entrepreneur or you're doing something that hasn't been done or maybe you're doing something a little bit different than the norm, right? So I think this process of lifestyle design, um, and, and I'll share with you a couple of things that I, I read this article on lifestyle design and it just shared so many- Less than 10 pages, Important things, yes, less than 10 pages, actually six. Um, <laughs> so I started- Still got four, 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 four pages today. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a process involved to basically creating a, um, you know, the lifestyle design that you want. And I, I, I'm looking forward to, to talking about it. But basically, we need to think exactly like designers, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Ferriss mm-hmm. was the first person who ever introduced me to this back in the day with the four-hour work week. Yep. In extreme scenario, he pointed out, great book if you haven't read it. Uh, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it. Most people love it. But basically the concept of like optimizing for what you want your vision to be of your day-to-day, right? When you're overwhelmed or not enjoying it, it's not to say that you can't have everyday perfect, but what ultimately do you want because you can't get to a destination without a location. Yep. Wow. Yes. Look at that. Just rolled. That huh? was beautiful. Let's, let's run Absolutely. that back. <laughs> Should I throw that down the, the dime, uh, the yeah, dime that was, <laughs> song? Thing? Throw a quarter at me right off my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh, that was a good one. Um, so uh, the I think it's the, the best thing it's done for me is in my tough decisions of like the, I call it the fork in the road decisions, where you can go one way 
for example, the one that just happened was the going off my own. That fork in the road became so clear to me on like if I took this one route with a big company, I'm going down this way and my life would look this way. Right. It's optimized for something different than what I want. Gotcha. And the conversation is like, I don't want to sell the most properties. Mm -hmm. I want to create a lifestyle where I'm doing a good job by the people I represent right. and enjoying that process. But that's not the goal. The goal is not to sell the most. The goal is to sell enough properties to build a portfolio to create the lifestyle that I'm going after, which involves more of my own portfolio right. versus other people's. Right. I love it. So when you optimize or when you have that clear vision, and I have it so clear to a to a fault where sometimes it prevents me from doing the day to day because mm -hmm. I'm so excited about the finish line. Yes. Which you get caught in, right? Pizza oven we is a good do. example. Yep. yep. Um, but it allows me to work backwards and optimize by making the right decisions that if it doesn't contribute and get me closer towards that lifestyle, then I have to really look at and be like, is it something I want to take on? Right. Yeah. No, well said. Um, and to the piece, you know, of thinking like a designer or what we can call a, a an architect, right? Mm -hmm. We're an architect of our, of our own lives. But the thing that's interesting about designers and architects, there are so many times throughout their phase that they get stuck. Yeah. Right. Whether it's in a building phase, they need new permits, they need new material. If it's in fashion and they're building a garment, maybe they need different, you know, a, a different substance to, to move forward. But instead of them getting stuck like we do in life and then just keep going with a product that might never work out or quit, they find ways to get unstuck. Right. And that process of the design phase is called reframing. So what we have to do is learn how to reframe our thoughts when we do hit these bumps in the road along the way. Right. Um, but I, so I read this article and there was there was a couple of common beliefs that were taught that really create a um, I guess a, a vision of getting stuck. And the first one was to find your passion. Right. That I'm super guilty of this. But that is such a bad thought process to have when you're trying to, I guess, create a lifestyle design because the big statistic, only 20 percent of individuals actually have a clear passion and purpose in their life. Yeah, and that was it. done at a Stan uh, like a Stanford study and not Stanford, Connecticut, um, not Stanford, Stanford uh, University. Yeah. Right. So. That was very interesting to me because I feel like I've always been one and I, I get super guilty of it because I feel like I know my passion and my purpose, but maybe I am a piece of that 20% and maybe, maybe I'm not. But instead of thinking like, okay, let me find my passion and purpose is really about like, step one is what do you, what do you like to do? Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's happiness, figuring out those couple things. Um, and then the old fashioned way of thinking, like, you know, we have to figure it out, uh, right after college, you know, right after college, you should have your degree and you should get into, you know, your career field and you should start trending upward and then you should get married and have kids like society tells us by the age of what, I don't know, 30, 25, 30 years old, somewhere in there. Now we're seeing such a different day and age that I do believe that we will be living much longer. And, you know, people don't need to make these decisions so quickly. So maybe this was true in the past, but it's just simply not true anymore. Yeah. Um, and then the final thing is trying to become the best version of yourself. We're all I'm guilty, too, of this. Right. And yes, that's the ultimate goal. But it's a very misleading sentence because life is not linear. Right. Like there's so many ebbs and flows like you talk about all the time. It's a very bumpy road. So you might get to a season in your life. I know for me, this this rings very true where you are taking a step back. Mm. Right. And that, that's part of the journey, though. So like if I'm only focused on, yeah, I got to try to become my best self versus no, this is exactly where I'm at right now. Of course, I'm trying to go forward, but 
because life is not linear, I understand that, you know what, there might be times in my life that I go through some things and it sets me back. Yeah. But the ultimate goal is to keep progressing at a certain period of time. Uh, but those were the three thought processes that uh, you know were shared in that article that definitely rung true for me. Well said. Right? You, I, the big recap. The big, <laughs> the big spark notes. <laughs> uh, the big sparky. I like that. <laughs> Cliff notes. Oh, my God. You remember that? So I've been thinking. I like visuals, right? I've been thinking. Have you played Mario before? Yes, Mario Kart. I mean, really any game. No, Mario Kart, does, the example doesn't work. So when you want to jump up and get to a higher point and there's two walls. You got to get a mushroom. Kind of works. <laughs> you but know what really. I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got to get the mushroom. I mean, mushroom would throw you off in lifestyle But if you want to go up like, and you want to get up where there's two walls, what do you do? Do you play video games ever? Oh, you're getting there. Yeah, jump on one. One wall and then bounce yeah. to the next, right? Which I could not do when we went, CV, to that uh, to that fun arcade thing. They have two walls. No, they have two oh, walls. Oh, and you and try you to gotta... go back and forth? Yeah, no, it just didn't That's work. That's amazing. Oh, great. Here we go. You got it, video of it. It was the Ninja Warrior thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so is that what you're talking about? You it's gotta, a kind of. So like in Mario, if you want to get to this next ledge, you have to jump and bounce off one wall, which gets you up to the next wall, which bounce, bounce, bounce. Yep. And it's kind of like a zigzag up, gotcha. right? Yes. Or you kind of put your legs like this. Right? And shimmy on up. Which is very hard to do. So, that's yeah, very hard. <laughs> very Well very said. Physical. So, this is. Wait, they have that in Mario? <laughs> yeah, Mario. Mario. Bounce off the walls to no, get no, to the legs. Oh, I thought not the split in the legs. He doesn't even have legs. <laughs> but, well, this example got real derailed. <laughs> uh, so, if you're going to get up two walls, you got to either bounce off or yeah. trying to shimmy up. And I like that. I don't know what's easier, but that's how I'm looking at personal and professional lately. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at, like, <laughs> for example, <clears throat> I have a meeting on a Monday, mm -hmm. and it's a big meeting. I'm doing a pricing. It's very professional. Got something going on. All right. Wednesday is Wines Day. Yes, it's kind of incorporated into pro professional life, but I'm making a nice steak with Dana. It's a little date night. So I'm going from this professional thing to this personal thing. And then Friday, I got something for real estate. And then I go back to the professional yep. thing. And then it's like Sunday, we have some family time. And I go to the personal thing. Kind of ping-ponging your way through life mm -hmm. keeps that <laughs> – He's got a video. That's yeah, good. That's bad. So like ping ponging your way through life is kind of the lifestyle design that I enjoy the most yep. because it prevents burnout. It prevents you from getting too um, like one dimensional. Right. I'm not saying focus is my goal, mm -hmm. but the it's not you're not bouncing around activities. You're you're basically just, um, you know, you're you're recirculating the energy. Right. This is very. Um, this concept is very Rob Dyrdekie of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, and this is a a, a huge um, influence in in your life. And honestly, I'm looking at him so much more now, like we've spoken about. But he would say, instead of waiting, because he's been optimizing the same thing. But instead of waiting till Wednesday, maybe you have a meeting Monday. Right. Talk but, about Wednesday. But then you have a meaty Monday as well. So it's yeah, yeah, that yeah. same night that you make a mistake with with your your beautiful wife. Yes. Right. Like yeah. he's been trying to find ways that he's like, yes, I am so you know busy in the professional world. But it means nothing if you can't figure out a really good balance and then continue to optimize that. Yeah. So maybe what was once or twice a week now can be three, four times a week for him. And I'm not saying you need every day to be like you want to jump out of bed. But I found for me, I look forward to things. So if I can have more things that are more enjoyable in my schedule within managing yep. and less, it, if you have too many things going on, it stresses you out, it defeats the whole purpose. Yes. But if you do it very intentionally, I think there is a nice cadence where you can really kind of squeeze the life out of your week yep. and be very fulfilled. 
I've become more overwhelmed and drained mm-hmm. when I don't have those things to look forward to that are more personal than anything. Right. So that is something like we talked about with the food and entertaining and having yes. events and, you know, you got to be smart and you have to save money mm-hmm. and be um, selective in what you put your energy towards. But what are we doing it all for? Right. Like you got to enjoy it. Yes. If you're not enjoying it, then you got to refocus. Doing nothing. Right. Yeah. I like it. Um, so this will literally bring you to your favorite piece, not Dave's Dime of the Week, but this is the big process here. All right. So I'm going to talk to you about how you, the listener, can potentially start to think about designing your own life if you feel like your life is in shambles, like Mike, like myself, like CD at times. Um, shambles. So the, <laughs> the first thing, though, is to really scatter out all of your endeavors, right? Like once you figure things out and yes, you know, there are a bunch of people in their twenties that listen to this podcast. Um, so maybe you haven't figured it out yet and that's okay. Right. But at some point you need to get to a level to where you can literally paint the picture of all of the things that you do, right? Like for me, you know, my, my professional ones, you can have this podcast, you have public service. I'm very interested in uh, health and wellness. Um, and then you have your, your interests, right? Well, before I guess the interests, I have my faith-based stuff that I'm, that I'm into, my family that I'm into. So that's like the core of my stuff. And then I have my interest endeavors, right? That's my real estate stuff. That's my cigars. Um, that's my, my fashion with my mink coats. That's my watches, this, you know, watching sports. So you have to literally take all these things and then start to connect the dots mm. between them, right? Like professionally for me, I've been involved in many things that I've now said no to because it really doesn't align with the dots that I have in my life. This podcast is a perfect example that like this is something I would never give up because it connects so well to all of the dots that I have in my life. So look at the things that are outside of your, um, I guess, I don't know, your big circle, right? So yeah, you can be kind of all over the place with the dots, but if something is bringing you really far left or really far right or bringing you so much stress, like that's where you have to really take it out of your life. And I don't know about you, but I, I feel like there's been there's been times that I've had way too much going on. 100%. And I'm like, yeah, listen, I just got to kind of scale it back and really begin to connect the dots. Yeah, and you don't know until you've done a lot and tried a lot of stuff to really realize what you want to keep and what you want to uh, yes, take out. I agree. It's like when you, I mean, the cooking metaphor, but like if you make food, you can't really, unfortunately, you really can't like take spices out. You yep. can keep adding to them. Yep. You know, and you yep. kind of ruin the whole dish if right. you go too crazy with all the spices. Mm-hmm. Simplicity sometimes maximizes the dish, and your life's like a dish. So, like sometimes you got to keep it simple and very straightforward, and it'll be better than if you went crazy with all these things. I love the food references today. I'm starving. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then once you so once you figure that out, like I was saying, right? You you need to now recognize what I guess you can call as a uh, gravity problems. Gravity problems, right? What does gravity do? Pulls you down. It grounds you. It brings you down. Ain't hold me down. Right. Though. But it it, it 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 grounds you, but not in a good way. It's not like a humble grounding. <laughs> That's because I'm full of helium. I'm full, of helium. <laughs> full hot air. Right. Um, but the, these problems are big problems in our lives. And a lot of the time, these gravity problems are the ones that cause us to get stuck and then cause us to ultimately quit. But the way we need to look at this is this these are circumstantial things that you really can't change and you have to learn to deal with them, right? Like unless you're really willing to change this gravity problem. For example, if you have a coworker or a boss that you really really just don't like, are you willing to do what it takes to completely remove that gravity problem out of your life? 
Nine times out of 10, probably not because that might mean that you have to leave that company because that gravity problem is that boss that you just don't like, right? So we have to learn how to live with the gravity problems that yes, the circumstance sucks, we don't like it, but there are certain things and certain problems that we can work through. And it's a, it's a reframing of the thought process to say, you know what? Yes, I have this little issue that's going on here, but is this issue going to be one that's going to ultimately bring me down and make me fail? Or is it one that I can work through, right? Can I lean on other coworkers? And is there another form of supervision that can be applied if it's in that workspace? Um, but those, you know, that strategy is something that like, I feel like in business, we allow those gravity issues to just F us up. Drain you. Right. Um, and now I guess there's three different, and this, this was really cool for me to, to read about. And I, I loved it, but there's an exercise and it said, create three versions of your life. Mm. Right. So version this one. This is what I like. And you'll like this. This is what I like. Cause, I, Cause I'll explain, I guess my versions and then you, you do yeah. yours too. But so there's three, you, you t- it's an exercise and you take the thought process of three different versions of your life. The first one is basically your life. Now you just make it better. Mm. So it's your current life, but you add in your bucket list stuff. You Who know? wrote this article? If you like to it's travel, it was a st- uh, Stanford article. I oh, can send it to you. Those people, I tell you, <laughs> with an N, right? Stanford. Uh, yes, exactly. Smart people. Smart people. I, I I've heard about them. I don't I, I don't think I could have got into that school, but I, I'm in Stanford now. So there I you applied. Go. Never. I must got lost in the mail. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's taking your life that you have right now. You're just making it a little bit better. You add in your interest. You add in your bucket list stuff. But typically, you're living that life. Yeah. Right. So that's version one. Version two is pretend that your current life does not even exist anymore. For me, I'm not in public service right now. AI, right? Artificial intelligence, robots, aliens, whatever it is, came in and completely took my life away. What would my life look like now? Right? If money was no object, what would you do? No. That's not it. That's not it? That's not it. It's if your current life just didn't exist. You got to restart. It has nothing nothing to do with money. Got it. Right? Version three, though, is now what you're talking about. This is your wild card plan. Right. Money is not not an option. It's not a factor. But if you didn't have to post on social to get likes, if nobody was judging you, if social media didn't exist, you just had every asset that you wanted to do your wild card life. Right. That's what I like. I'm doing that one, which is cool. But now the third one. I want. So. So for me. Like my second one, if you want to hear, I guess. What my, yeah, I would love to what hear. What my David. second life is. I so, like how he, I like how <laughs> I never ask. Like, so what's your? He's just like, if you want to hear, if you want to hear, yeah. So my pretend life, right? Because my my current life is what it is right now. It would be exactly this, just maybe a little bit, you know, more travel, more, more calves, more cigars, more calves, you know, that type of stuff. Um, but my 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 life, if this one didn't exist right now, and I still had, you know, the the skill sets that that I have, because it didn't say change your peep, uh, change your your skills. It said change, you know, your surroundings pretty much. So I think I would open a gym, right? I would have, I would have that as my, my form of income. Where? Free, Um, free membership? Yeah, I would probably be in a a hot place. Venice, California? Venice. (laughs) Free memberships? Absolutely free memberships. The boys? 100%. But I would lean on, I think, that route of- (laughs) (laughs) I would lean on that route of business. I'd never go. Um, (laughs) Yo, I hate you guys. I I got a home gym, lifestyle design. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would lean lean on that route of business um, if my current life in public service- really didn't exist right okay that's from from a business standpoint um and then i guess my wild card plan though this would be this would be where i would be really chilling i can't wait to hear this not gonna lie um so i i don't know if i would even really want to own anything i would just have so much money that i would stay in the 
top places of wherever I was for a couple months. But I would want to visit every single place that I've ever wanted to to visit in my life. Yep. Um, tropical islands. I mean, across country, private jet. Like, yes, it would look very materialistic for sure. But oh, I would have. I would have. And this is the this is where you would completely disagree. Give it to me. I probably would have seven kids. That's why would I disagree with that? I don't know because you always say it's like, hard. I'm yeah, not gonna say yeah, it's gonna be easy. But, but I might, I might be able to have all kids, the, all the I mean, nannies, the help in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm serious. I have, yeah, so I have true. a question. Yes, because I think that's a question that does get asked yep. frequently to anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Make, you have all the money in the world. What do you do? Yep. Travel, do this. Could you sustain that for the rest of your life? Yes, because what I would do. What is, happens when you visit every country, that, every resort, and everything? You pick you, your favorites. No, so that that really doesn't matter, right? The location to me is. That's irrelevant for me. It's about the habits, right? This doesn't say anything about any habits because I would still sustain the exact same habits that I have now. Right. So you would Just, work out every day. That's cool. But then, what, do you, what is your purpose? What? Do you, what? I'm confused. What you're I, saying? I believe people need uh-huh. purpose in life to be able to continue moving forward. And if you no longer have a purpose, because yep. you're, I guess, well, you he's got purpose. the family. Yeah, I was gonna stuff. say. So it's it's not for for you. It might sound like my one habit is working out, right? But for me, <laughs> no, I just put that out. Well, too. yeah, no, no, that's fine. But yes, it, so Get working out would absolutely. A lot of cigars too. <laughs> it would absolutely be a piece of it, right? The cigar game would absolutely be a piece of it. But now, if I have that much money, what type of service am I doing for others? I would want to bring every single person along with me, right? So as the family grows, I mean, the experiences that I would be able to provide to everybody, I don't think I could run, ever run out of that. Can I so basically, you'll be doing what you do now just for free. Just for f- uh, well, in, so this is, in a way this, that is what you do, but you know where it's life. Not so we're trying to yeah, but not at that level. So yes, yeah. but the most interesting piece about this, yeah, when you paint Which, by the this way, picture, it's a very nice but you got you got to get more specific. I need locations. Well, I, I got destinations. I, I can do that, but but hear me out though, real quick, because this is this this part is important. I like we're just yelling at him when you when you actually do this exercise, right? And yes, you get specific like yeah. that. You will find that. You can, there's so many parallels with all three of these lives. Yeah. Right? Like, so now. There's different levels of it. There's different levels. So now, now what it is, is for you to create your ultimate lifestyle design, how do you physically begin to create this in small form? Right. For example, and my last thing, I'll pass this no, over no, to this you. No, no, this is good. I like it. So after that design phase, if you're a builder, right, what do you typically do? After you have the design, you bring it to life. Like you prototype it. Right now, these prototype conversations, I mean, I'm sorry, these prototypes can be just conversations with people that are living that type of lifestyle that you want. For example, right? I love Puerto Rico. You guys know that. I travel there a lot, right? In the past 12 years, I've probably been there 30 plus times, right? And I, I love it every time I go. And I would absolutely love to own like a, I don't know if it's a food truck, a coffee shop, a bar in Puerto Rico, but not as my main source of income. But if my life didn't exist, version number two, yes, I would have a gym as my main source of income, but I would also want to have some investment in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. But I have spoken about to a that. gentleman, and I've yeah. told you guys about this gentleman. Yeah. He's constantly telling me you know, about how great his life is in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and how his investment opportunities are there. And really, it's a realistic thing for me. Like, if I wanted to do it, yeah. I can do it. I have a mutual friend, or not a mutual friend, but a friend that I should connect you with that is thinking about going down there and doing commercial real estate full time. Yeah. That he's in Greenwich, right? Good but, guy. So yeah. the the real example there though is like that's a that's a way to prototype it. With something something seems so far and outlandish, yeah. really only takes a conversation to potentially see how you can bring it to life. See, I like the version, the the Puerto Rico version mm-hmm. because that's specific. I think 
a lot of people get caught in the generalization of yeah. things, like mm-hmm. the concept of, oh, I private jet. And it's, yes, it's something I say and joke around about. But I know specifically I want to be very involved in Italy. Like when I get older, I want to be able to be somewhat involved in Italy. To I don't know to to an extent, mm-hmm. but a big goal of mine is to speak the language fluently. Yep. And the reason that's a big goal is because I always start at the end, and I envision my life of like, all right, well, you have uh kind of a home base that has the ultimate gym, home gym. You have the ultimate hangout spot of Bar Miguel. Yep. And you know a nice house. Kids are happy. Um, I'm able to be flexible and bring them to school. Pick them up from school. But is this I, version one or version two of your life? This is the max version. But but, but this I'm is gonna basically your current life, but maxed. Maxed. But I I start at the I like to start at the end. Gotcha. And okay. then I'll work my way back. Gotcha. So like that, and then in addition, you have a uh, building on Grand Avenue with a commercial kitchen where I host pop ups and like Grand needs a donut shop. Uh, they come to my pop up and I host events there. Um, it's kind of a clubhouse for all my clients. I work primarily in um, investment, commercial, and multifamily real estate. I will do other things, but that's my main source. I'm the number one multifamily agent in Greenwich, the number one commercial real estate agent in Greenwich. Um, And I have a portfolio that makes more money than my active income, which is my selling of real estate. And that that kind of carries everything else over. Um, I have a... um, I don't know if the private jet's in there, but let's for for the hell of it. If Absolutely. My, so a jet that takes us to Italy that is specifically designed to go to and from Italy. I have a route that I go um, five times a year. When I go, I try to stay for a couple weeks at a time. I have the lifestyle design where you know we either leave the kids and we have. Um, so with a private jet, what I like, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but when you have easier access to stuff like that. The time it takes to plan and get back is less of a um, a deterrent. Yeah. So you could go for a week, you know, like if mm-hmm. you're doing something like that. Right. And I, what I'm realizing in my end vision, my wildcard vision has gotten a lot clearer is because I'm realizing like you can't for me, I don't want to go everywhere. I know I love Italy. Mm-hmm. I know I love the lifestyle there. I know I have roots there. And my family in general has lost connection to right. it. Yep. And I feel like for whatever reason, I've been drawn to learn language and like reconnect with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that I can't do that all over the world. So if I can focus on a couple few things and focus on creating that connection and like this vision of, and this is just like a little example, going there, being like uh, speaking the language to someone who owns a vineyard. I get back to Greenwich and I'm like, all right, like you guys are phenomenal. Like you have to go to this vineyard. I'm connected with them. I help them with whatever. Like you guys take my plane, go for a week. When you get back, we'll buy some property. Like that concept of having a, being a concierge slash like, yeah, if you go into Stanford, I don't know what the F you're going to buy. So if you had all the money in the world, you would still sell real estate? Yes. Because I would buy. Yeah. I was going to say. So no. So here's the thing. I've this is something I've struggled with. I think I would always sell it mm-hmm. because yes. I would have the expertise. Well, if, you're selling your personal real estate at that level. No, no, no. I'm never selling any of my real estate. My real estate. I'm buying. I'm never selling. That's gotcha. my goal too. So that's a big thing mm-hmm. for lifestyle design. So if you own buildings on Grand Avenue, yep. I have info that no one else in town or I have a, a dangerous amount of info to be valuable to people. Right. Even more so than just an agent. That sells. Of course. Someone who owns property knows the cap rates. They know the local tenants. They know yeah. the issues you run into. So, like, 
by having all that, it would be dumb not even to sell. Right. And at that level of expertise, you can pick and choose your clients. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be running around like a chick with my head cut off anymore. Right. It would be, I don't know if we're the right fit for together. Like I'll take on your building, but I'll take it on on this terms. Term, right. And if they say no, it's whatever because I have this other thing. Grant Cardone. But to cut that off completely would kind of, I think it would be. I think I need that balance. Mm-hmm. I think I need to be doing something active for other people and helping them out. And it allows me for like a Dave yeah. in the future to say, hey, Mike, I want to get involved in local market. What are we doing? Right. To be still sharp so that I can help family and friends in yeah. that arena. Yep. And maybe that's who I take. That's Maybe I just take on like a very core group of people mm-hmm. as clients. But to have that element, I like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, th- I think it's important, too, because when you get to that um, that wild card version of the life, um, yes, there's, there's a lot of material things. Yeah. Because I like material things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mind. But to CV's point of how you never lose that, like, fire or go broke or something like that is you do have to have that service element applied to it. Um, so, but I think that becomes much more clear as you kind of move through life. Right? 100%. So then, like, so... I think in that scenario, right? And then I work backwards. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, if I'm going to be involved in Italy, I don't know if I would ever want to buy real estate in Italy because, again, I want to be like super focused. Maybe if it made sense. Um, all right, then what do I need to do? Like, to even what's like the I need to learn Italian, right? Like, I love going to Italy, but if I can't speak it, then that vision kind of doesn't, it falls apart. You just be so rich you have a translator to walk around with you. Yeah, but it's not fun, like, right? Talk to him. <laughs> Like, so that that's something that, like, you work backwards. Or, like, all right, then how are you going to be hyper-local? Like, all right, let's, let's try to make, like, a logo of Greenwich. And, like, I worked back, and now I have yep. a Greenwich logo. Mm-hmm. And that's like, all right, how do I get to those buildings and whatnot? Well, you really, to make enough, you need your own company. So then, like, all right, well, to get your own company, you need to learn the real estate game. All right, to learn real estate, you need to get your license. So, like, every little step I've taken mm-hmm. now has been pointing me toward that direction. Right. And for people, they might be like, oh, he's like, you know, he's eating donuts. But in my head, I'm like, I'm creating a relationship with the donut shop so that if they ever buy a building, I'm their guy. And or once I have a place, I can invite them to do a pop-up. You know, and maybe I can't do that pop-up yet, but I can invite them to bring their food truck. Absolutely. You know, like I can do things that are a scenario where I don't have the money or real estate to do it yet, Mm -hmm. but I can kind of test out the model and kind of recalibrate and yeah i have a commercial listing that's fifteen hundred dollars a month like that's not a lot right. but i'm gonna make a connection with their landlord and i'm a step closer to the vision mm-hmm. you know like i'm i'm trying to bite the elephant one one little bite at a time i like it but i my elephant's big elephant yeah of course right but that's what that's what life is about but um, that what i'm realizing is i became a little discouraged because i'm so far from the vision and I feel like I should be closer. But now I'm realizing just progress towards it, no matter how slow, has been fun. Right. Like, I'm really enjoying the process to get there now versus in the past where it was all about the end result. Right. Which comes with progress, though. But if you're not making progress, you get discouraged. Right. But that's why the the mental piece here is huge because, like, one of my goals every single day is to make progress in one major facet of my life. Yeah. Right? And that's not hard to do. It's really not because if I sit down and I read a book with Callie, I just made significant progress as a father of just spending bonding time, right? Yeah. If I took the time to bring her to a store, bring her out to eat, some, so there's there's never a day that's really that bad, right? Yeah. But 
in terms of discouragement, when people get discouraged, you have to bring it down to that base, base level. But I feel like, and I've spoke about this before, our common sense becomes too common. And you think that something so insignificant in the moment has no effect. But in the reality of things, like life really is about these little small things, inch by inch by inch by inch. You can't get to the mountain without taking one step. Yep. Right. And it's tough to do in the moment. And again, I'm not perfect by any means when it comes to this, because I, I want, you know, the results tomorrow as well. But when I have that goal in my head, it's a it's an achievable goal every single day. So you're very methodical, organized, how you layer things in, whereas my approach has been and it's kind of working and I'm figuring it out. But like if I have a puzzle, if it's a puzzle, my ultimate goal I see pieces that I'm like, I like that piece. I mm-hmm. want to involve that piece and talk yep. to them, but I don't know how it fits yet. So I kind of put them all on my, my board. Like if you're making a puzzle and it's on a table, I yep. put all the puzzle pieces on the table mm-hmm. and then I start figuring out like, oh, this fits with this and that fits with this. And the I think if you want to be effective in, in lifestyle design, you need to be effective in integration. Like you need to figure out, to your point, like stuff that, that drains you mm-hmm. and then stuff that adds to your energy. And if something adds to your energy and connects with another initiative and you can align those, yep. like that's where I think it gets really exciting. Mm-hmm. Like the food brand, No Snooze, if you think about it, they add perfectly into the overall goal and brand of everything. Mm-hmm. And then this new element of Not Another Real Estate Show is this docu-style, which this is the No Snooze podcast, how I look at everything, is a snapshot each week of us kind of updating people what's going on. It's a venting session. It's a strategy strategy session. It's a it's like collaborative. Like not in a real estate show is you're just following the growth in mm-hmm. the storyline and seeing if the shit we talk about here happens. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Then like tell Mike saying it was like all right. Mike talks about all his food and stuff. Here's this snapshot in time of him eating and like enjoying building the concepts, yep. but also networking for the right. local commercial world. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you're like all right. Well, that all adds to what being more connected to Greenwich being more connected to that world and selling properties and buying properties. Yep. Right. So like if you can kind of create your pillars that all add to your main North star of whatever the goal is or whatever, like a gym, right? If the gym's going to be like this thing that everything is building towards, then your position in local service is a huge attribute. No Snooze podcast and the network we've done here, huge attribute. Mm-hmm. Your personal life, your lifestyle, your habits, huge attribute. Um, you know, connections to Orgain. So like you're doing the same thing in your own lane and all, but we're in a Venn diagram where all of our journeys overlap. Yes. So like we're all working with each other as partners, but independently to create our own lifestyle. Right. Right. hundred percent. If it was too much pushing my way, and everything you're doing was just contributing to me, then it's the time to refocus and recalibrate, mm-hmm. right? If I was doing stuff and it was just pushing towards your goal, then it's not a good relationship. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Um, and then I also think when you do get clear on whatever these, you know, these versions of your life looks like, you know, you have to get to a place that now it goes beyond the talking and you have to make decisions. Yes. And this is where people like, it gets very hard even for, for us as well. Uh, but decision-making, we have to stop like overanalyzing things, right? You, it, it's very basic. You, you have to have your rational, like pro and con list when you're making a decision. But then I think the other piece to that is start to feel what's going on in your body. Your body tells you, 
right? It really tells you. Mike always explains, you know, how he felt this thing. And, and I, I spoke to him on the phone, actually. It was, I don't know if you remember, but maybe a month ago now. Um, and you were like, yeah, there was just this thing. Like, it just kept, like, I knew that I had to, like, go on my yeah. own. Like, they served me a, uh, a silver spoon yeah, with yeah. the big company. But yeah. it just wasn't for me. So I went, you know, I went with what I was feeling. Now, I do think a misconception is to always follow your gut, Right. This is a little deep, but I think your gut at times can be very reactional, mm. right? Reactional to things. Whereas if you really take the time to follow what's going on in your heart, you know, it's deep stuff. No, it's good. But if you really find out what's going on in your heart and you can sit and be quiet with, you know, the emotions, never make decisions when you're emotional. That's huge. But when you feel what's going on in your body, the sensation that when you're talking about these things and you pair that with that pro list, that's when it's time to make a decision and then go. And when you go. You have to go. You can't look back. You can't take the, oh, well, what if I did? Yeah, what if? What if? Yeah. But it's fine. It's behind you. So it's about an all-in approach to now creating that that lifestyle that you want. My, It's a good point about the gut thing. My rule is if I have the gut reaction or gut feeling for an extended period of time, and I think I forgot what I did for myself, maybe three months, like a certain amount of months. Can't be just a couple of days. It's like if you want to buy something, mm -hmm. they say don't buy it, and then if you still want to buy it in a month, you can buy it for yourself. I'm very impulsive. Yeah, but point being is like <laughs> I was if, sitting in a seven series BMW yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> but like there's conversations if they re keep replaying. There's there's you got to listen to your subconscious, and it's something that I wasn't very in tune with, but I'm getting in tune as I get older. And as you speak things and you explain things to people and have conversations which I think is healthy, you start to realize what you're telling yourself. Yes. Right? Like, I've had that conversation with people about going off my own for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it was tongue-in-cheek. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. But even that, you got to look at and be like, why did I say that? If Even if I'm joking, yep. it's coming from somewhere. Right? Shit just doesn't <laughs> come out of nowhere, right? Yep. So, like, that and thoughts and, like, all right, I think this is the next step or, like, the Not Another Real Estate Show has given me so much stress about trying to figure out this new format and recording and documenting my day to day. But there's something telling me that it's going to be the biggest thing I do because it's going to be, it's going to bring everyone along for the journey. And it's going to be kind of a thing that I'll look back at in 20 mm -hmm. years, just like no snooze yep. that we're going to look back and be like, thank God we recorded all this because if people thought it was just dumb luck, mm -hmm. there's a thousand episodes where we right, talked right. that shouldn't exist. <laughs> exactly. So, like, there's things that I want to give up on, mm -hmm. but I keep telling myself, like, I know it's the right move. I know it's the right move. It sucks. I know this is it. Like, big, you know, getting my commercial license or getting my commercial, learning commercial A, and then B, getting a commercial, like, education. Yep. I've failed at, like, four or five times. COVID hit. I had a bunch of deals in the pipeline. Couldn't get the first deal. Uh, I started to do the classes. I had the kids. I dropped the the ball. But something keeps telling me, you were right. This is the move. Keep going because if you don't, your future self's going to be pissed. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be looking at the person who took that from you. Not a, you know, It's not a specific person, but you'll look at someone in the yeah. future and be like, that could have been me mm -hmm. 100%. because you quit. Yeah. So now I think like that guy who's living that great lifestyle with the family and super happy would be pissed at me right. if I didn't do... If all you do day to day is try to make your future self happy with yourself, that's you'll make the better decisions, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fun fact with the and I'm I'm sure I've shared this, but it was probably like um, 
episode, I don't know, all the way back, probably within the first 10 episodes. But I had this thought of doing this podcast yeah. for over six months. So to your point. And you bullied me. But and to I'm your, happy you but did. But to your point, I bullied CV too. Yeah. Um, right, but to your point about having this consistent feeling. I kept telling, like, it just kept popping up. Yeah. But over a period of six months, and but this yeah. was now, you know, a couple years into me listening to podcasts, realizing what I like and kind of my vision for, for my own life. Um, but thinking to myself, like, damn, I've been through some stuff. Like, I know it's not, like, elite-level stuff, but, like, I, I feel like I can help one person out there, right? Yeah. And that's what it's about. And it's recording, you know, the process to get to where you're ultimately at. But no joke. To from idea to actual implementation was a period of six months that it was a consistent, consistent idea to then finally I spoke to Mike and CV and bullied them into uh, joining the the ride. So what I'm really my lifestyle I'm realizing is like what I want is to have such bulletproof relationships with the people I've invested in mm-hmm. and love and enjoy to the point where they would do anything for me, I'd do anything for them. Yep. And somehow along this journey of life we're all living, there's an overlap where we make each other better, mm-hmm. right? Which is a very high-level thing to say. But the concept being, like, when we have a conversation and you have your personal stuff going on and you're open in the gym, I can contribute. It doesn't have to be in a formal setting, mm-hmm. but, like, some thoughts that then in turn you respect of, like, oh, yeah, Mike somewhat you know there's something that influenced him to or even to take the plunge and be like if you really want to start a gym like go for it you could do this you could do this like i've seen you do a lot of shit and if you want to start a gym and that's like if nothing else is there a way to incorporate that into your life Mm -hmm. where it wouldn't drain you of everything else it would add to you right that's the biggest thing besides money at the beginning (laughs) well it doesn't have we talked about this you don't need any overhead right you could do boot camps yeah i we just did a lease for a gym in greenwich and literally, they just have people guest boot camp. And I don't, I think they just keep what they, you know, it helps yeah. them get exposure and they keep it to take. Right. So there's always a, a way that you could do it for no money. Yes. It's just not ideal, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone wants the zoo culture gym. Right. But if you don't have the money, you can't have it. I want a fucking 10 grand pizza oven. <laughs> can't afford it. Yeah. I got to rock on the uni for now. <laughs> right. But yeah. a lot of people get discouraged on doing that first thing because yes. they want the last thing. And I'm yes. guilty of that. I, oh, well, you, I, and I'm sure this rings true for you, too. But like the, one of the biggest mistakes, I think, in business that you can do is exactly the what Mike is talking to. Um, you know, you go out and you like, well, what's the logo for my business look like? You know I what I mean? Like, that. let me spend hours talking about this magnificent logo. Yeah. But then what happens, and this happened to me a bunch of times, it happened with the beard oil, it happened with the hat company. Like, I had these great logos in my head. Although and we I did spent this. all the time. Yeah, this logo is fire. I'm not going to lie. Um, but the, you spend all this time on uh, um, insignificant things versus the actual product and figuring out how to bring that product to market in a way that's very simple, like you're talking about, whether it's no capital or just trying it out amongst your friends, getting yeah. feedback from your friends. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I, I had this great logo, but if no one wants the product, it's going to shit anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I feel like in business, e- even in school, like business classes sometimes, you marketing, you sit there and you like learn about the marketing approach to things. But really, it's like, no, you have an idea. Like you start to filter that idea through a couple people, try it, bring it to market, see some feedback, and then, okay, now you can start to grow. So the like the I think if I have to give myself credit for anything, it's I'm not afraid of taking the the non sexy step to things. Yes, I agree. Wines day, 
that is not what I envisioned. It's as, pretty like, cool though. It's, it's good, but it's fun, like right? It. So I was like, I want to do this thing where like I incorporate wine because I enjoy wine, and it's like a, a natural progression. It's something I could do with Dana, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, I would love to like do it at their place, have events, like make a bash. And I was like, ah, I don't have the time or money to do that. What can we do? Yeah. All right, let's pick up a bottle of wine and just All get right. takeout, and we'll just set up a camera That's and bullshit. Awesome. So like. That has come with time because I've tried to jump yep. to the big end goal and wasted a lot of money. Like I've mm -hmm. spent a lot on random game plan. And this way, you create kind of that groundswell. Yep. Oh, people enjoy it. All right, next time we'll try to upgrade it. Right. So next time, like maybe I'll cook a steak. Maybe I'll invest. Some, well, you know. So I was gonna say I want to pitch an idea to you. Yeah. Maybe, give it to maybe me. I don't know. I know time is limited these days, but maybe we can get involved in a steaks and stogies Saturday or something. I don't know. Like, so you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so you know what I mean? So we've talked about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll say it on here. Steaks, publicly. stogies, well, Saturdays, no snooze. Well, <laughs> so remember we talked about weights and steaks. Yeah. So we talked about the idea of like my home gym and we cook in my driveway weights and steaks where we work out and then we have a steak. Stogie now too. Stogie too. <laughs> so like that is a perfect example. So that's like the goal, right? Yep. And then I'm like, all right, well, I need a home gym, right? So I'm like, I got to start acquiring home gym stuff. <laughs> so like- we could have a three-way steak cookout, right? Ooh. Why don't I, I don't want to be you, stressed. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I want to enjoy. No, no, just, I want to just, you know, friendly competition between yeah. the three. You cook steak, right? You Not well. I want to learn <laughs> oh, better. Never mind. Then I guess yeah, you yeah. and I can. Yeah, yeah. and I'll taste test. Nah, absolutely. Smart. Uh, but that whole, like, what we just talked about, it, it like, leans right into what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a home gym. It goes on brand. The food show, like, it hits all the, you know, it's collaborative and integrative. So, like, that stuff, I can't wait to do. I just got to be patient because, like, I mean, we could do it tomorrow because I have a gym. It's crappy, and we could do it. It's just a matter of doing it. I mean, I'm talking I, myself out of it. We your, could do your it. rack, your Fisher-Price rack can't hold me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Those fake weights can't, can't keep up with me, man. Weights and stakes would be pretty good. <laughs> so, for example, to execute this, what we'll do is I'll get a local Greenwich butcher shop because you got to keep it very focused. Um, we'll get like a little, you know, charcoal grill. What whoa, do, what do you, can whoa, you cook whoa, on? Why? What do you I want mean, to cook I, on? I can do anything, but I mean, charcoal is fine. But why wouldn't we have a grill? You don't have a grill? I do. I, we've never used it. I have a what? <laughs> we haven't used it. <laughs> Times are tough. How do we even continue? This <laughs> right, right. Should we do it in an air fryer? How do you want to do a <laughs> yeah, cooking yeah. show? You've air never, fried. never started. Um, no, that's so funny. Yeah, but yeah, of course, there's so many different ways to yeah. to do and stuff like and that. I think people gotta give themselves a leniency, which I've been better at. Just because you don't do it and you keep talking about it, as long as you do it one day, you could yeah. be like, oh, it just took me a long, which is true. The food show, I tried to do for years, two or three years before I found a videographer that wanted mm. to do it with me uh, that was local, like it made sense. Yep. Um, I'm sure no snooze you've wanted to do for a long time before we started. Well, six months, but. I mean, that's yeah. a long time, right? Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't do it after yeah. six months. Yeah. So like. I don't think it's terrible if you don't get things done. Just yeah. don't forget about them and actually do right. it. And do so, it. like, weights and steaks, I think it's hilarious. And then the whole concept's fun. It's like we're working out and then we're eating steak. I like it. It's a casual. It's a good, you know, a I'm good gonna... excuse to hang out. It is. It's work, but kind of fun. And with a logo like this, I mean, no snooze, baby. The hardest part I'm dealing with now is, like, the line of work and fun, which I think is good. Because like what the balance? You're saying the line, yeah. the balance. You mean? Yeah, like the balance. Like gotcha. a lot of stuff I do throughout the day is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. A lot. It's hard. Yeah. But like I enjoy it. I'm happy to see you 
talking like this, you know, because um, especially starting a new endeavor like you're doing is very stressful, you know. And there were a couple couple weeks, and and as oh, I'm as so you stressed. should, of course, yeah. but as you should, but it's good for you for me to see that you have the, you know, the the swagger and the the spunkiness and the excitement to battle through it because you're still gonna get stressed and you're still stressed. You know, um, you know, but, realization I had what? last week. I had the realization of like, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. That nobody cares, and why do we do? <laughs> uh, well, kind of. Yeah. So, uh, Burke Kreischer, I talk about all the time. One of my favorite people of all the time. He said something hilarious that I've embraced. He said, "If I'm going down on a plane, he's like, likely there's gonna be some footage that airs, right? He's like, I'm pouring myself a tall glass of Jack. I'm lighting up a cigar on that plane, crashing, and I'm going down with a smile." Because if my kids or anyone see me, I want them to know that like I swung, I gave it a good swing, and I was like, oh, it's fucking good. Like it. So I'm in a I'm in a plane that <laughs> could be crashing, <laughs> but I'm gonna have a drink and listen, a stogie because right. listen, if I go down, at least I'm going down with a drink and a stogie. Like Does that it. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I don't think you're going down. By the way, I think you're. It, it's like that life piece that we were talking about. Oh right? yeah, like, of course. Yeah, you might yeah. be feeling like you're taking a step back financially or whatever it is when, when you're putting all this money into this business yes. and stuff like that. But I think it's ultimately going to play out in the end. I think of things as lanes. So like I'm in the, I was in the middle lane and I want to get in the fast lane, but you have to get, you got to go back and over to get into the fast lane mm-hmm. so that you can have a better opportunity. But in that beginning stage, you're like slowing down yep. and you're questioning everything. And then you get into the left lane. You're like, Oh, this guy's going slow in front of me. But then once you get the opportunity, you're going to realize like, Oh, like, I picked the right lane. Yeah. You know? Adios, amigos. Or you crash Um, and die. That's true. Beautiful. So this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Is this your favorite section? Steaks, steaks, steaks. I'll be honest. I like the food parts. (laughs) I think we start a new segment called Steak Talk. Whatever. You'll like this quote, though, because it's it's simple and it's, for once, it plays into what we're actually talking about here. All right? And it goes like this. Life either happens by design or by default. That's a good one. You choose. One of your better ones. Did you make that up? I didn't make it up. I didn't make it up. It you wasn't didn't? it wasn't a Dave Regina. That was a good quote. Where'd you get um, that one? Uh, we gotta start giving people credit. Where'd you get sued? <laughs> honestly, I don't know because sometimes so the design I, I did add words so he to makes it. The shit up. Yeah, I do. Honestly, well, it, it depends. Certain things, like I'll take a piece of something that I read, but then I'll switch the wording around. So, like technically, it's I don't know if it's somebody else's anymore. I'm sure somebody else has said that right in the past, but it's it's I've been I've been trying to think so more and more. It is a quote by Dave Regina. Yeah, no, 100%. no, which I like. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> no, saying. but I've been trying to think more and more about the simplicity of things, right? And the big simple. The, I, I've I've been guilty of. Like really trying to think that I have to present this perfect product, yeah, all the time, you know, yeah. even in business. When the reality is like, listen, li- when life is just going, that's just like default, right? Is that's default mode, or you have an option to like design and create that life. So like, take two words from it: design, default. The beauty of life is in the Im- imperfections. That's right. The beauty of you is the imperfections. One hundred percent. I got saying? very few. Listen, happy twenty twenty three. To each and every one of you guys, this is now our second episode on the year. So if you've rocked with us this long, we thank you uh, for listening to our banter. Hopefully you found something valuable. Um, If you're liking this logo, Michael the Show Pirelli, 
Let them know where to shop. Nosnewshop.com. Boom, boom. I think we're still delivering these days. Yes, we are. I and talked to Uncle Jesse. He gives us a pass. Okay, good. I good. talked to him. Thank God. Thank God. Some but, orders got, got held up in the uh, in the queue. It was probably too much volume. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. What it was. There you go. Um, we thank you. So until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. Go design your life. It's designed. I just got to go. I just, I just need a pizza and a steak. That's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on.